This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So the time is 11:36 and agemanje sikhuluma namakhawa makhawa yabo. Khawe la makhawe. You know, I said to you earlier on that we're talking magazines, crafts, artistic spaces which make an heroic effort to really give us a window into the soul of what young creators are doing in the country. You know, it's the happiness factor, the things that show us that we can be more than what we believe we can be. And it is the brainchild of these two young entrepreneurs, Renae Mangena, founder and uh, CEO and editor-in-chief, and Anastasia Nguna, the vice editor-in-chief of creative strategy and marketing at Ikawe magazine ladies good morning good morning, good morning. hey <laughs> i do love the name ikawa a hero why um okay i guess i'll start because Renai. um it was my idea i think the biggest thing for us was being able to represent and understand that you heroes are not your supermans your wonder late women all those people it's literally everyday people who are doing their best to represent um themselves and represent what africa has to offer so it's important that our name solidifies that and it cements them into history and it ensures that they celebrated while they're still alive okay. so i think that name <laughs> carries that quite well okay and anastasia for you yes. why did you get involved in the project I was hijacked. <laughs> in true South African stuff. In true South African stuff. I was hijacked. I think for me, we went to varsity together. We studied film and television. And she would always be working. So so would I. Um, I started as a photographer. And I was also featured as a film director in her first publication. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. But you can do better. <laughs> okay. That was always my thing. I was like, you can do better. And I can help you. And... That's how I was hijacked. She was like, you know what to do. Okay, so Come join me. Together. So the brains, the strategy and the creative. Yeah. And that's Came synergy. together. Yeah. Okay, and I love what you're saying is that I was a photographer, but we were in film. And what I'm hearing here is a cross-pollination mm. of crafts. Yes. For lack of a better word. So we're looking at a publication, which is physical media. Yes. But a lot of these stories and profiles translate into the visual and the audio as well. And when you release each addition you bring all those together tell me about mm. that process Renee. so i think for us right because we come into the space with so much like anna mentioned she's a photographer and she's a film director mm. and um when we have to put together something it's important that we're able to understand how these two things how these different things intersect right when you put a project together there is the images that need to be produced. There's the audio element that needs to be put together. There's the written stuff that is put together when um, a publication is is produced, whether it's digital or physical. So we understand the intersectionality between these different mediums. We understand how they all come into each other. We understand the importance of us presenting them as equally mm-hmm. important directors photographers all these two all these people mm-hmm. are equally as important in the space and a lot of the projects that are produced come from a space of understanding right. and a space of collaboration which is something that's very key to right. us so we want to make sure that if we're going to put a project together it has to be incorporating of all these different right. spheres that exist within the creative space and so anna it sounds to me like each edition is a project 
in itself yeah. because it's multidisciplinary. Yeah. You know, yeah. and what I know, having worked in the media for as long as I've worked in the media, mm-hmm. how you tell a story on television. It's very different to how you tell the same story yeah. on radio because you don't have the visuals to support yes. you. So radio, you've really got to be, what's the word? Loquacious is what mm. people say. You've got to have a lot of words. Yeah. You've got to be descriptive. Mm. You've got to be storytelling because yeah. you've got to really create an image, a memory in the mind for people. Whereas with TV, less is more. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the picture. Here it is. And so when you're working on a visual, audio and Mm. um, published plane, how many considerations do you have to make to tell the same story? It's a lot. And I think for me, um, working from conceptualization with Renaye and then working on the social media aspect, which is more the marketing, It's almost like we're telling the story a thousand times in order for people to buy into what we're actually selling. And I think also because we're so multidisciplined, it works. You know, should we be on radio, we can tell the same story that we told on publication. Should we have to do a video recording, we can always try to find creative ways to do it. And I think the creativity always leads the front um, to capture all these stories, to capture all these words and these visuals and these Mm. designs. Because again, it's like very collaborative and you Mm. always have to make sure that you you know that it's going to take a lot of work. And this is where planning comes in. We're both Mm. producers. We Mm. always write down. I always tell Renaya, like, (laughs) if you have an idea, write it down. (laughs) I'm not going to listen to your idea if it's not on a Google Doc. (laughs) (laughs) Because I need to see it in words so that I can then transcribe it into visuals, into briefing a photographer, the videographer, the graphic designer, and then obviously, like, selling it now. I've got got a hard copy of the magazine uh, on me right now, and I'm going to tell you what appeals to me immediately. Okay. Is the font. Okay. Ah. Let me just think cookie. Let me I like the big <laughs> words. Big. I like the big words. They're very clear. What I should be focusing my mind on. Yeah. And I love the use of color. Very simple, but I love the mm. font. Thank you. But I want to stay with you, Anna, and explain to me the photography because yeah. this is these aren't you, I've been in many magazines. Yes. <laughs> okay. But but, flex. but you know, just the flex. Woohoo. But this is not like how a magazine no. does a profile. No. This no. is not Glamour, fashion. No, it's not. This is mm. art. Thank it's you. a work Th- of That's art. why I'm making yeah. the statement that I'm making is we associate magazines mm. with the Glossy. gloss. Yeah. yeah. This is not it. No. This is museum stuff. Thank this you. is exhibition yeah. stuff. Why? What, what's this treatment? Whoa. And as I said, it's like collaborative, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll even tell you how it started. We're at Starbucks and Rosebank <laughs> in December. And Renai is like, I have an idea. I have a mood board. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. We don't have money. She's <laughs> yeah. like, no, we're going to get money. And she was like, imagine capturing all these creatives as art, like as a work of ah. art, painting with light, painting with fabric. I'm like, okay. I, I, I was the art director on that issue and she was the creative director. Yes. But the whole essence of it is to create uh, artwork from the people that we don't always see and it's a form of representation. So I think she can go into like <laughs> like distinctive research that she did. Yeah. It's always capturing the Renaissance period of artworks, which is yeah, yeah. capturing the hero and even yeah. their poses, as you can see. It's not your typical glossy magazine. Yeah. It's literally trying to cement our history into photography, into 
a lineage of storytelling mm. and representation. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, okay, so let me just describe a, a, a picture here that I'm looking at. Mm. Here's this young woman, makeup, ornate, dramatic, neon blues. Mm. But she is just wearing very neutral colors beige. She's lying um, on a grassland, mm. okay, um, with a lot of kind of like fane boss and moss and winter florals. Mm-hmm. One of them has a shot of blue, the plant. So it mm. could be an indigo of some sort, which then picks up the blue in her makeup. Yes. But everything else is just beige, mm. except for a very bright light on her eye. Yes. That's how you do your pictures. Everything you just described, I promise you, is very, very intentional. Um, it was, a, I think, 12-hour shoot. I yeah. could be wrong. <laughs> it was a 12-hour <laughs> full-day full shoot. And... Um, what what Anna and I are good at as business partners as well as creatives that work to put things together is the ability to put a lot of attention into every single detail of what we put out, right? So if you see a blue cloth that was placed there, if you see anything, if you see a shadow, if you see um, the way in which things fall into the picture, the shadows, the um, textures, everything is very intentional. And this grows across whether it's digital content, whether it's our magazine content or anything that you put out. Um, so that honestly comes from the fact that we have done a lot of work in terms of understanding what we thought was wrong with the way that young black people were being represented. We did a lot of work in terms of trying to understand if we have such a problem with how things are being done, how would we then do it if we want to say we we want to um, solidify black names and and uh, black storytelling into um, the existence of what it means to be a black creative right now. I'll go into the philosophy in a moment. I'm going to stay with you, Anna, the, the creative. So... A lot of light on the dramatic, mm. a lot of dramatic light on the eye line. Yes. <laughs> Shadow everywhere else, but the eye. Why? The eye, the eye is the what, what to the soul. Window of the soul. <laughs> Window of the soul. Okay. So it's like, um, even when we chose the cover, I was very intentional about having her on the cover. She's a photographer, so it's okay. also intentional. So with the photographers, we placed a lot of light on their eyes because that's how they capture the world. Absolutely. That's how they tell their story. And with her just gazing into the camera with her eyes, it's like, it's such a powerful thing that um, someone can even look at their future proudly and say, I'm going to make it. So that's kind of like the rationale. It's all in the eyes. It's all in the eyes. The light magnifies that. It never lies. Is that what you say? All in the eyes. All in the eyes, Okay, and, and so the eye becomes the window to the soul, yeah. to the mind, to the bright future. To everything. Mm-hmm. Wear my sunglasses, my future's bright, that kind, of, that kind <laughs> yeah. of vibe. Okay, I am getting it. Okay, so Renee, we hear that you've done a lot of research as to the imaging of Africans, of people, and, and how young, in fact, how Africans have been represented over time yes. throughout epochs in history. And you've landed on the Renaissance era because... So my biggest thing was, right, when I was trying um, to think about it, I have never actually seen a black person um, being placed at a pedestal in a lot of the imaging there. I could be wrong. Maybe I didn't dig deep deep enough, but I haven't. And it bothered me a lot. I saw French Emperor. Well, always a sideshow. If even even in the picture. If even in the picture. It bothered me. And when things bother me, I like to fix them. So I thought to myself, okay, cool. How do I take this, but bring it to a 
quote-unquote authentic representation of what I think. So not directly translating it into the Renaissance era, but if I had to take a young black woman who's a photographer who's doing amazing work in the industry and place her to assert dominance and assert herself into a specific time period, how exactly would I do that? And we came up with this idea of, um, and we'd like to just say shout-out to the actual photographer who did the work, Ritang Sibega. We came up with the idea of the infinite uh, the forest of infinite possibilities yeah. in that creation right? right anything can happen anything you can literally bring all your wildest dreams into a mm. real um physical space through this world that we have created through this creative direction through this art direction through this world this just reminds me of and i'm not taking away from ikawe magazine but this just reminds me of british vogue okay. which now has a black Ghanaian editor yeah. and so he's all about sort of debunking myths and one of the things he did was a cover shoot with Rihanna and Asap Rocky yeah. about the second pregnancy do you remember I saw yeah. that yeah. Yeah, and you saw beautiful. that whole conversation yeah. because in all the pictures she was in front of the man yes. and yet she's the pregnant wife her, yeah. her, her, her belly was prominent <laughs> and protruding but the other baby her first baby was being held by the husband and he was always a step behind, behind her yeah. and people were in sensed the by Twitter that imaging course you see <laughs> and it's always about when you just tilt the lens mm. a bit yeah people get uncomfortable Quite, yeah. so you're t- tilting the lens on blackness on representation etc because what what is happening in this era for you to say it's time i don't know man i think as someone who was trying to look for representation particularly to just see themselves um in these publications or whether it's film, whatever, photography, I didn't think um, it was being done in a way that I thought I, I, I didn't feel seen in the way that I think I could do it myself. So it's beautiful. I see it. There's a lot of uh, African photographers who are doing amazing work. Mm-hmm. And I really, really appreciate the fact that they also do a lot of work into right. it. But I think it's important that if you're going to have a problem with things or if you're going to think that you're creative and you're creating, yeah. what do you do differently? What is the thing that you think is important yeah. that's missing? And that becomes the thing that solidifies right. your existence in the space. And Renee, staying with you, why the creatives? Why, or certainly this edition is about honoring the creatives. But yes. why, why, why do you think this is important? Because we're creatives. And I think that besides us being completely excluded from the economic discourse, mm. um, all, all the work and all the amount of money that we put into the economy is completely disregarded. All the work that we have done for years, you'd think that would be having different conversations in 2023 than we were when people were not being paid for their royalties, when people yeah. were not being paid fairly for the work that they do. Um, as much as they have been a bit of a progression, there are creatives who are quite were able to make a living from their crafts, but I don't think it's enough. Um, I really think that it's important that we as a publication consistently make sure that those voices are heard and we're trying to cement them as much as possible and ensure that their significance into um, into time, into whatever it is that they have done yeah. and contribute to the economy and everything right. else that we do is, in, is understood and it's important, it's acknowledged. Let me give you a number. Across Africa, creatives right now, what can be tabulated? One billion dollars. Exactly. That's what can be tabulated. So we don't even know about the ones How we don't know. Exactly. Yeah. And it's 2023. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I want to come to you, Anna, and let's talk yeah. about your style. Because as, I, as I've described, the first sort of half of the magazine is about honoring the photographers and yeah. in a forest, at night, in these really intriguing, mysterious spaces, focus on the eye. 
Okay, and you've explained what that is. But when you go further into the publication, yeah. some of the pictures just become more light. Mm, just become yeah. as natural as, as I would possible. see yeah. uh, a picture, one that I would take on my I- iPhone. Yeah. And then you start to do interesting things. Those mm. very normal pictures, you start to add filters to them. Yeah. And you make them just a little bit warmer, mm. uh, a little bit browner. Mm. And these pictures start to look nostalgic. They start to look like mm. pictures from the 1980s yeah. <laughs> on those yeah. Kodak cameras. Mm. <laughs> okay. You just already answered the question. I think you said it looks like something that you would take on an iPhone. And that's what we were trying to emulate. So when you go towards the end of the publication, we talk about digital archiving and archiving ah, of the self. Yeah. And that's why the pictures become more brighter because I want to relate to you and I want to tell you the story about how you can cement yourself digitally and tell your story. And we featured some amazing um, artists that are actually telling the story. So they'll take pictures of the guys that are picking up recycled stuff in town yeah. and they will caption it in like sevens and fine. Like yeah. it's always like this is these are the people that actually keep us going every day. These are the people that right. are telling our story yeah. that we see. But obviously what, when we capture for Instagram, we make it glossy. Yeah. We add things that aren't really reality. Yeah. And that's always warm. That's nostalgic. That's actually who you are in essence. So we ended it when you open the book, it's us and it's very bright and warm because yeah. we want to invite you and say, um, you know, you can do this. And that's yeah. why we used the Nina Simone to be young, gifted and black. Amen. And we were like... <laughs> To be young, gifted, and black means to, for you to see yourself in us, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we ended it off on that and saying, you need to continue what we're doing. This is okay. a legacy, and that's what Ikhawe says. We're building a legacy, and we need you to join us in our legacy because you are a hero, and we see you. And everyday experiences are, mm. are made by heroes. I see the yeah. little boys just swimming in the river. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you would take a picture of that. Everybody else would just yeah. pass by it. Yeah. yeah. We would take a picture because we like, I am that boy. I am young, gifted, and black, and I'm enjoying myself. Is it one boy or three boys? It's like three, three motions. Yeah, three motions, yeah. Uh, of the same guy, actually. Yeah, yeah. So what they would do is I like see. they'd use, again, it's like everything is at the tip of your fingertips. These guys don't even have like a studio where they're editing. It's all on your phone. It's all mm. on a free app that you mm. use. But how do you tell that story? Okay. Um Okay. It's a story. Start. It's, story t- it's okay. storytelling. <laughs> so, Renai, let's get to the business of magazines. Yes. Mm. And I've learned today that they're called zines. Or <laughs> <Zines>. <laughs> Many magazines have had to shut down. Yes. Because advertising has moved and yes. advertising was a big part of the revenue model for magazines mm. the fact that many people can get content online means that you're not stopping in a shopping center and buying a magazine anymore mm. you can get a lot of that imaging online so yeah. there's the digitalization of magazines there's the migration of the revenue source and yet you're still producing a hard copy why so the the thing that we wanted to do, right, and I think this stems from our um, understanding of why we exist. We exist through multiple platforms, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a website, we have an agency, and through the different content that we produce, there's a digital version of the magazine. 
and there's also website content. These two things are not um, connected. The content that lives there is not the same content that lives on the digital platform. So then that means that if we're going to say that we're multidisciplinary, we do all these different things, that means that we need to be able to exist in all streams. We need to be able to exist and put ourselves out there in physical spaces Mm -hmm. because um, if you're going to go out and you have a beautiful coffee table book, that means that you see yourself and you see yourself represented in the physical space. It's not the same, right? So that's why um, other publications such as your ID, they have all these different content that lives online, but they're still putting out their physical prints because it's still as important to cement yourself. We're not going to forget simply now there's like a lot of AI, there's a lot of developments that's happening and progression within the Mm -hmm. digital space. There's still the physical and we Mm -hmm. we should make sure that we exist in both worlds. That was the thing that was important for us. I do love what you You've just said because when I look at it, firstly in its density, but also mm. in the quality of the pictures, it does feel like a coffee book. It does yeah. feel like yeah. the thing you just put on your table and be like, "Can I offer you something to drink?" Yeah, yeah. it's like a talking piece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a talking oh piece. my gosh, it is beautiful. So, what next? How does this business grow? Become more? Oh, is this the conversation you guys were having this morning? <laughs> Every day. Every yeah. single okay. day. <laughs> I mean, um, Iklawe Magazine is an entity that formed from Iklawe Media. And mm. in order for us to kind of cement ourselves and grow as a business and monetize so that we can produce yeah. such beautiful quality is us becoming a media agency that has other properties. So we do various things like social media management, right. even production, and also kind of tapping into our corporate responsibility because we are both young women. And we also want to empower other creative young women and say the tools are at your disposal, you know. So we have Amakawe Gazi, which we are working on. (laughs) So it's a creative women's showcase that is almost like a festival of some sort where we have different days for different creators where they can learn skills and enjoy themselves and laugh and meet other women and just feel empowered. Uh, so that's something that we're working on. That is next year's uh, project. Obviously, we need more partners to hop on board yes. and, you know, kind of help us establish this as a proper, you know, CI uh, corporate responsibility um, that we want to do. Uh, we also have um, numerous events that we do throughout the year. But next week on Women's Day, we have a little take over at 99 Juta in Brum (laughs) in Bramfontein so if anyone wants to kind of like meet us um, and kind of get to know what we actually do by the publication as well feel it page through it um, and see what we mean by saying that there are creative women out there there are so many women that are amazing I mean even us being here is because we met um, the producer of the show at one of our events she, she is was amazing like, right yeah you guys you know you're so she great is amazing. And yeah it's the power of networking and that's what the event on the 9th of august is all about it's about networking it's also about seeing okay. what other creatives are doing and just forming a better community yeah. of creative women to support each other so this is next wednesday at 99 juta street yes. you say in, yes. in yes. the morning in the evening what from two o'clock until and seven o'clock. So next week afternoon, yeah. next week Wednesday afternoon, afternoon, all the young creative women, I'm a yes. yes. young heroes. <laughs> yeah, the world is waiting yeah. for you. Just very quickly, as we say goodbye, Renai, yes. where do you come from and who inspired your journey? Wow, that's a beautiful question, <laughs> um, and I'm glad my mom is listening. Um, I am from a beautiful lineage of black vendor women. And my mother is probably my biggest inspiration. Her name is Selena Mangena. Love her. And I want to 
Let's just say out. thank you so, so much <laughs> for all that you've done for me and who you are to me. Thank you, Miss Elena and Anna. I, I want to say my mom as well. Because <laughs> she's listening. <laughs> but yeah, my mom, Betting Kona. I think, again, it's like the lineage never stops. The hard work never stops. The perseverance. It's yeah. amazing. And we're proud of you. The founders of Ikakawe magazine. Go and get your copy and go and meet them next week at 99 Juta Street, Bromfontein at 2 o'clock on Women's Day. And they started off by telling us this. Nina Simone will be proud. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.